Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're recapping week 11 in the NFL. It's almost playoff time, now only two more weeks, and we're going to go over all the games today. We'll just jump right into it. We're going to start off with... Another disappointing day for the Lions. Lions lose to the Cowboys 35-27. Dak had a massive game. I mean, he's he's for real. Like I can say for real. Like we always kind of question whether or not he was a great fantasy quarterback, but I mean he is he is now. This is a, just a great game. 444 yards, three touchdowns. And you see numbers like that, and you just like right away would probably assume, oh, Amari Cooper had a huge game. But it wasn't Amari Cooper today. Michael Gallup and Randall Randall Cobb with huge games there. Um, and Zeke really didn't have a big game. Only 45 yards on the ground and touchdowns. Just this passing attack with Gallup and Cobb today. Crazy to see. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting. And if you look at what um, Prescott has been able to do to just to give him his due, uh, he's been flat out amazing this year. He really has. I mean, he has one bad fantasy outing and every other one I think then he has probably one that you're that would I would consider good and everything else is above 20 points and he has quite a few that have uh hit 30 as well um including almost the last three weeks so if you have him going down the uh the stretch here you're in good shape though he does hit New England uh next week but that's interesting what do you um I don't know anything to take away. We had brought up Cobb before about putting him on uh, your your bench, possibly being able to use him, um, and we, you know, kind of unsure. We thought that he would be an interesting case week to week. Do you still think that he is a hard one to tell whether or not he's going to perform, or do you think that he is a suitable candidate to slide in your roster now? I'm still kind of hesitant on Cobb. I guess only because it was only what four catches today. I mean, he had a big one, what, for 49 yards. But the targets are still there, 8, 8, and 7. But I just, I don't know. I worry when he's still the third option. I know he, he outperformed Cooper today, but it's it's just hard to trust a third option on an offense, no matter what offense it is, really. And so, I mean, but he, I, he's been... I mean, I, I keep saying this, maybe one more week and I'll believe it, but you know, one more week of uh, targets, but he's had two good weeks in a row. I just, I'm, I just, I would worry putting him in my lineup right now. I don't know. How are you feeling about that? Um, I probably would give him a little more credit if they weren't about to hit uh, New England and then Buffalo. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're playing the hot hand, I don't really mind yeah. it. If if you you know if you're running low on wide receivers, I mean the last two weeks he's gone over a hundred yards and a touchdown. I'm not always you know <laughs> I'm not gonna feel comfortable with him scoring touchdowns. He only has three on the year, but he is very um, you know involved. And obviously everyone knows Amari Cooper is gonna be the number one option, so he he also has to take the brunt of the uh, the defense as well. So I think Cobb is kind of running around a little. Uh, you know, a little. He's just. I don't, I don't think yeah. they're game planning for him. No, I mean, he, yeah, pretty it, much. It's yeah. all gonna. That's what it's gonna come down to. But it's a direct correlation with how Prescott has been doing the last three games as well. So, you know, if they get into something where they're not gonna throw it as much, I'm still waiting on one of these games where they just give it to Zeke and say, you know, it's 
completely up to you. He got 16 carries today, but um, and he's done fine this year, but it definitely hasn't been the usual for him comparatively the last two before this. Yeah, especially the last two weeks, 36 carries the last two weeks for only 92 yards combined on the ground. So that's, I, it'll be fine. I mean, he's shown enough this year. He's fine. He's still Zeke. It's just the way those two games went. I wouldn't worry too much about it. And then I guess the Lions side of things, I mean, there's just, without Stafford, with just random running backs out there, Bo, Bo Scarborough, who I've, I haven't heard from since he played for Alabama, it's just not a lot to go over here. Marvin Jones did get himself two touchdowns, which gave himself a good day, but it was only four for 43. And Galladay's just struggling with uh, Driscoll out there. So it's just really an offense you probably want to stay away from without Stafford. Yeah. But, well, it was interesting, though, because Driscoll, I mean, he played pretty well and he had himself a very good fantasy day. I mean, surprisingly enough, I think he was, what is he, top five? Because of, yeah, uh, of his. Or maybe his just outside, he was number six. Um, he scored 31 in standard. His uh, running ability gets him that, yeah. It was pretty, you know, so that's pretty impressive. He obviously threw for two touchdowns as well. He didn't throw a pick. Only 200 yards throwing, but he he looked pretty good out there. I mean, it's not going to matter too much. Stafford comes back. Um, and uh, I, I was a little more impressed with him than I thought he, I was going to be. And I'm not as low on their wide receivers. Jones had a day. Galladay only had that one catch. It was long for 34 yards. I'm I'm kind of wondering what your th- thoughts are, um, especially in the weeks leading up. If Driscoll does get this start next week, say, I mean, how how down are you on Galladay? I mean, I'm still going to play him, but I don't like it. Three for, <laughs> okay. three, three for 57 last week, got himself a touchdown, but one for 34 this week. That's not two great games in a row. I mean, against Washington, though. Anybody can probably get it done against Washington. So, yeah, well, as we will cover, as we yeah. saw today. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to play him, but I don't feel as confident as I once did, but that's fine. He'll He's good matchup. I guess next game, Colts, Jaguars, 33-13. Colts wouldn't get the win. Uh, you know, Brissett played pretty pretty decent for him. I mean, he gets, he gets wins for this team. He does well. Fantasy-wise, it's never – it's not like – pretty but he got a rushing touchdown so again makes it so it's not a terrible game he made it you know decent that way marlon mack looked really good up until he was hurt fractured hand i believe yeah that's a big blow yeah so what jonathan williams comes in for him and runs for 116 yards (laughs) on 13 carries jeez yeah so i don't know what i mean you know, did Marlon Mack look really good, or was Jacksonville just not up the test today? <laughs> where I wonder, yeah. And then receiving wise, there's just nothing going on there, so <laughs> just literally no. very, no. very yeah. uh, boring. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with Mack there, that fractured hand, what that means for him, and you know how many weeks he's gonna miss. And I think they play. Do they play Thursday? I can't remember exactly, but I think he'll be out this next week for sure. But we'll wait and see. Jacksonville side falls. 296 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. You know, just kind of what you might expect from Coles, but D, uh, or Foles. DJ Chark with a good game, eight for 104 and two touchdowns. So that was good to see that he can he can play like that with Foles because he hadn't done it yet. So yeah. g- good game from him. Yeah, then, I mean, uh, he, he might have been the bright spot on this yeah. offense today. Um, you know, they, they never got it going, and, and even Fournette, he just – there was no no room to run. Eight carries, twenty three yards. 
He tried to save it with seven receptions. So if you're in a PPR, you got a little bit of a boost, even though it was only for 34 on the receiving end of it. But that's kind of what I expected as far as, you know, Foles coming in um, for his first start. Uh, I didn't expect them to catch the world on fire. The big takeaway from here, though, is the fact that DJ Chark, you know, it wasn't because he had some great rapport with Minshew. You know, Chark looks like the real deal. I mean, he was the only one able to get anything going. So if you have Chark, you have to feel really, really confident moving forward here. Yeah, he's just he's that good. He really is. He's a really good receiver and it's showing. Uh, next game, about Bills, Dolphins, Bills win 37-20. Josh Allen had a huge game for fantasy there. Threw three touchdowns, ran for another. I think what he had, uh, about 39.8 points. Just a <laughs> massive game. That's what done, playing Miami does for you. Yep. Then, uh, I mean, Devin Singletary looked pretty decent on the ground. 15 carries, 75 yards. But again, it's Miami, so you should look good. Frank Gore didn't, but... Singletary's definitely, I think, taking that backfield over as the main back. You, you, most of the game, you see Singletary out there. Gore's in more, but Gore does come in around the goal line often, which is frustrating if you're a Singletary owner, but Singletary looks good. Yeah, and, Singletary is going to be a very good option next year, especially. Um, so if you are in a keeper league, Singletary is definitely one of those targets you want to look at because he hasn't completely broken out, but you, I mean, as we've said all year, I mean, you you see the talent, you see how they're going to be able to use him and that young core between Allen, him, and I don't actually know how uh, young John Brown is because he's been around for a while, but he's also uh, showing out and, you know, it was against Miami, but man, did he have a game? Nine catches for 137 and two TDs. Yeah, that's... He's been he's been fairly good this year, and then this just really took it to another level for him. Then uh, Miami, there's just never anything to come away from Miami. Ballage, nine carries, nine yards, gets himself a touchdown. But Devontae Parker, seven catches, 135 yards. He's like the lone bright spot there. He's been, you know, decent for a while. Not great, but he's, you know, there's just not much there. He's about it. And you, you won't expect that kind of game normally. Vikings... Broncos go to that one. Vikings come back and get the win there. They were down big early and end up winning 27-23 to, you know, go to 8-3 and three on the year. Cousins, 319 yards, three touchdowns. Another decent fantasy day for him. Dalvin Cook really didn't get much going, but he got, uh, got the touchdown on the ground to make it a decent day, but that was not the kind of game you're expecting from him, but no, they, they got down so quick that they moved away from the run. I mean, he only got 11 carries. Obviously, he usually gets more. Um, you know, five catches for 31. But um, even even on a, a, a game that just wasn't going his way, he still manages to pull it out for fantasy owners. So that's, that's pretty impressive. But um, the other guy, uh, who I'm glad that you kept repping for a while, but digs because yeah. uh, another big game for him. Only five catches, but he turns five catches into 121 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Big playability. Yeah, he, he had, uh, those last two weeks weren't very good, but he had the three huge games before that, and it comes back with another one. He's had a pretty pretty good season, really. He, you know, he puts up big games at times here. And then, um, you know, another guy, Kyle Rudolph's kind of come on here these last two weeks. Without Adam Thielen out there, actually last three weeks, touchdowns and touchdowns in four of the last five weeks, I guess you could say. He's up to, yeah, that's uh, five touchdowns those last weeks. That's pretty pretty solid there. Again, though, it's only five for six, seven, but they have a bye week next week after that. But the thing is, I guess if Thielen's back, I don't know if this continues. I think it's a lot of it to do without, without Adam Thielen. 
I don't think I'd trust Rudolph coming back from the bye. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Uh, it was great if you were using him, but um, yeah, I, I think they probably go back to where they're they're comfortable, and Thielen gets a lot of attention. For Denver, Philip Lindsay got a lot more carries than Freeman today. Looked better, sixteen for sixty-seven, but that's about it for him. And then um, really, Cortland Sutton's about it. That stands out. Five for one thirteen. Just another another good game for Cortland Sutton. He continues to play well. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, well said. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> a whole lot one. more to read into that. Saints, Bucks, Saints win 34-17. Drew Brees bounced back. The Saints bounced back after no touchdowns last week. It's three for 228 yards. And Michael Thomas caught one of them for eight. One, eight catches, 114 yards. Another just really good Michael Thomas day. Uh, he continues to do that. And then Alvin Kamara, a little more like what we would Used, you know, we're used to seeing from him where his yardage is about 13 carries, 75 yards. That's normal. But 10 receptions, 47 yards, no touchdowns. But PPR wise, that's a huge day with those 10 receptions. Yeah, with, with Breeze back, he is a monster in PPR. And I think it's only a matter of time before the touchdowns start following and, and he turns back into the Khmer that we, we know and love. And then uh, for the Bucks, <laughs> there's Jameis for you. Four picks. There we go. <laughs> that's the Winston we love. <laughs> Ronald Jones, four carries, 13 yards. Oh, I know. This was <laughs> it's shocking like, that man, there this, was eight carries in the entire game. Two of team, them was the quarterback. Man, this team is just – I don't even know what to think about this team. Like, What do you think? Cameron Bray gets 10 catches? I don't know. I mean, I, I think – this is the perfect. I mean, New Orleans ha- does have a very good defense. Don't don't you know? I mean, don't let's not uh, get that confused. But if you really want to just take Tampa Bay out of the game, you don't have to worry about their running that much. You literally all you have to do is blanket Evans and Godwin, and just make them dump it off to someone else because they won't be able to move the ball. Yeah, Godwin got himself a touchdown, but only forty-seven yards on three catches. Evans four for sixty-nine. OJ Howard gets one target in that thing. <laughs> Peyton Barber caught a touchdown pass, got two passes, but didn't run the ball once. Man, this team, that's a weird team. Uh, very, it's hard to trust anybody on that team. You, oh, you, yeah. You plug I mean, in, obviously, Evans and Godwin. Yeah. But. I was going to say, those two great, but everyone else is, you're on your own. I mean, you're, yeah. you're rolling the dice. How about Jets, Redskins, Jets win 34-17. Darnold, four touchdowns. All right. Uh, well, I think right. you called it. I think that yeah. was a uh, doubting Darnold, and then he comes out and uh, has this giant game. Um, I I knew Washington was bad, but I didn't think they were quite this bad. Uh, what is it? Thirty three point four points in standard. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't know what to make of it. It doesn't tell me anything really. <laughs> it just tells me how bad Washington is. <laughs> I mean, and then Le'Veon Bell gets himself a touchdown, but he he has not been impressive on the ground this year. No, no. And even worse, I mean, Bilal Powell comes in. He gets only seven carries and, you know, obviously not in primetime game situations, but he makes 42 yards out of it. Bell's over there with 18 and only gets 59. I, you know, I still like Bell. They're going to use him a ton, but this is kind of the the worry. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of this. It it seems like everyone kind of their, their stats are just blown sky high because of the type of game it was who do you actually believe in like who would <laughs> coming down the stretch are you would you use anyone on this team in bell i mean that's it though but because you know you're with bell i think at least you have like a floor he's he's gonna get a lot of work and he's you know what he's gonna get himself 
most likely about eight points in standard, typically. He's been in double digits the last three weeks, but it's just not been pretty. The rest of the, I'm not trusting any of these receivers, though. I, I don't, even though Crowder's been, you know, decent for three weeks in a row, I, man, I have a hard time trusting Jameson Crowder. I, I really do. Even though, I mean, the matchups are great, though, after Oakland, it's Cincinnati and Miami, but. Man, I don't trust Jameson Crowder. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's a bias for some reason. No, and I mean, it's hard to take anything seriously as well because they, I mean, they do have the easiest schedule of all time. (laughs) I mean, the last three games that we can look at, if you're looking at anyone's stats, I mean, Miami, New York Giants, and then Washington, you hit Oakland, but then Cincinnati, Miami again. But it's still, I mean, even with that, I, I can't put my you know, my recommendation behind anyone. The only person on here that interests me at all, and it's only because you might have a very difficult time finding a tight end or something. In one of those situations, Ryan Griffin has been insanely up and down. Um, If you look at his numbers, I mean, he goes from, you know, even back in week six, catches one touchdown, there wasn't much there, and then absolutely nothing. One catch for one yard, then four for 66 and two touchdowns against Jacksonville. Then six for 50, which is okay for a tight end against Miami. New York Giants, one for negative two. And then he comes out against Washington, five for 109 and a touchdown. Uh, is he someone, if you're really, really hurting, would you feel okay starting him against, say, a Cincinnati-Miami? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a lot to do with the tight end positions, just poor. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd feel okay with it. He's had, he's had a couple decent games. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of options, so. No, and I mean, that was enough to make him the number one tight end this week. Yeah, so crazy. How about the Redskins, I guess? Haskins, he wasn't as, he was better today, I guess. He wasn't good, but, you know. He was okay. There's signs that he can be a quarterback, you know, at least. Uh, Other than that, though, it's hard to get going. This team's just not good. Geist did get a 45-yard touchdown catch, which was nice to see. But it's going to be a split with him and Peterson, most likely. It's hard to it's hard to want to use any of these guys. Terry McLaurin got three for sixty nine, but still going to be hit or miss right now. Just um, yeah, not a not a great team. Yeah, I think if you need a, a running back, you can try Peterson guys. But I I think it's time to hang it up on on Washington in general. Um, I just don't feel good about it. I don't know what they're going to be doing now that they're one and nine. I mean, more than likely they're probably playing for that top pick. So. You know, I, I I wouldn't feel good playing anyone. Then uh, Falcons, Panthers, Falcons have all of a sudden been good two weeks in a row, win twenty nine to three. Uh, Matt Ryan, three hundred eleven yards, only one touchdown, so his fantasy day is not great. The running game, they did run it with Brian Hill fifteen times, but only got thirty yards out of it. Olison's <laughs> the one who got the touchdown there, but Hill did have a touchdown that was called back for holding, which was disappointing for those yeah. who used him. <laughs> well, I, I did like, you know. Obviously, they're trying to figure out who they're going to rush the ball with. They give it to Hill, but they rushed it with seven different people. <laughs> I mean, so it's yeah. kind of funny. As soon as they were like, ah, I don't know who to rush it, they're like, we'll try everyone. <laughs> then, um, a good game from Calvin Ridley, eight for 143 to touchdown, and Julio, six for 91. Not overly impressive, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I love yeah. that we can say that about yeah. Julio. Anyone else gets 91 yards, and we're like, he had a very good, good day. Oh, uh, for the Panthers, I mean, Kyle Allen was bad. Oh, <laughs> very bad. <laughs> but, man, Christian McCaffrey, 14 for 70 on the ground, but 11 catches for 121 yards. Uh, I know, and it is that's the strangest part. Like, 
Allen was really bad, but he still managed to get 325 yards passing, but he threw four interceptions. So, <laughs> I mean, they they had to keep throwing the ball with him because Atlanta was scoring. But uh, my gosh, uh, I'm I'm actually surprised no one else. I mean, it kind of is exactly what you think it's going to be, right? Samuel kind of goes back to his up and down ways um, that I can never get behind. But as soon as I say that, he'll have a big next week. Olsen, 5 for 57. DJ Moore, 8 for 95. So kind of what you expected, but um, it, very impressive they were able to get that many yards with only three points on the board. Yeah, DJ Moore, I wish he could just get in the end zone because the guy's getting targets every week. And these last three games have been pretty solid. 8 for 95, 9 for 120, 7 for 101. You add touchdowns to those and they're huge. It's just not going to get that right now. And I mean, 15 targets a day. So. But yeah, this Kyle Allen, those who thought... Uh, Kyle Allen is going to replace Cam Newton. I hope they don't do that next year. It wouldn't be a good decision, I don't feel like. Kyle Allen is not the answer there. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll find out. I, I, I it's too, so. too early to tell. He's a young guy, but I, I think Cam will be back. How about Ravens beating up on the Houston 41-7? to Yeah, this and, one got embarrassing. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson is just really good. I yeah. would say. You yeah, know. he is the real deal. And every time you think that he is going to turn into just a running quarterback, like that's where, you know, his talent lies, he goes and he throws four touchdowns. And you're like, okay, well, I guess he'll just take whatever the defense gives him. Um, not not a ton of passing yards. And he, he's very efficient. Once again, 17 for 24. So they don't make him throw the ball a ton. But when he's out there, man, he makes every single one count. Man, he's he's just he's ridiculously good. It's crazy. Then uh, Mark Ingram led him with 13 carries for 48 yards, caught three for 37 for in two touchdowns receiving, which was huge. But then Gus Edwards eight carries for 112, and like we said in our waiver wire last week, Gus Edwards is a guy you have to pick up because if Ingram were to go down for some reason, Edwards is going to step in and be good. Yeah, very and good. Obviously, <laughs> you, you can see it. You need to pick him up if you don't have him. If you're an Ingram owner, you better have Gus Edwards on your team. Then Mark Andrews, another solid game, four for 75 and a touchdown. But that was it. It was Andrews and Ingram. Andrews and Ingram receiving. They just spread the ball around all over the place there. Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you game plan for this team? It is ridiculously tough. Just a game plan for Lamar Jackson, let alone all the other pieces, because there's not just one main guy they go to. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, yeah, they did know who they were going to, and they shut him down <laughs> because, uh, man, Watson could not – he hasn't looked this poor in a very long time. He's a very good quarterback, but they just they just squeezed him. I mean, he had nowhere to go. Uh, only 169 yards and an interception, nothing else. Sacked six times each. Yeah, just a bad game there for Houston all around. I mean, Hyde salvaged it with, a I think, a 45-yard touchdown, but he only ended up with nine carries, 65 yards. So he made that worthwhile. I mean, Hopkins seven for eighty, not yeah, the he, worst day. Yeah, but Hopkins did fine, but yeah, just. But other than that, they couldn't get anything going. Baltimore's just really good. It looks like. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to watch them in the down the stretch in the playoffs. Then Forty uh, ers beat the Cardinals thirty six twenty six. They got a last second uh, touchdown there when Cardinals are trying to do all the laterals and their defense scores a touchdown. So <laughs> probably turned some games there which is always good to see. Garoppolo throws four touchdowns, 424 yards. You know, Debo Samuel, eight for 134. 
another yeah another big game what are you thinking about him i i mean we we loved him early on we weren't sure where he was going to fit in with all these wide receivers but he's definitely established himself as a primetime guy do you think he's the top option now as long as sanders is limited with his uh rib injury yeah i i think i think it's going to be there um yeah sanders i think is he's definitely hurt he's he uh wasn't quite right there and Man, Samuel's gonna. I think he's gonna be pretty good. I feel. I feel pretty confident about him right now. He's a, a rookie starting to come into his own right now. I think it's happening for him. He looks good out there. Yeah, so I'd play him. Eleven targets last week, ten targets this week. We, week before that, even he had seven. So you could start to see the uptick happening. Yeah, I like this. I like to play Debo Samuel. And then on the ground. The team that we always think is just going to, no matter who you throw out there, is going to be great on the ground. They just weren't today. No, I mean, they're quite the opposite. It wasn't even like an average day. I mean, they, what, 18 carries between Coleman and Mostert. And, you know, I mean, they almost didn't average over, I mean, together, they probably averaged less than one one and a half yards per carry. <laughs> I mean, it was really, really poor. It was ugly on that side. But, hey, it's just the way this game went for some reason. It ended up being through the air. And then Jeff Wilson catches a touchdown randomly and yeah uh, that's <laughs> okay <laughs> ross Dwelly gets himself two touchdowns filling in for kittle so yeah hey, there we go how about raiders beat the bengals 17 10 i th- Derek carr was hopefully gonna have a better game than this he thought this was a great matchup and i mean he got a rushing touchdown to make it okay but 292 and only one oh. one uh throwing touchdown it just you expected kind of a bigger game but they just i guess they didn't i don't want to say they didn't need to it was a close game it's just they could have played better i don't know but yeah. it's still fine. They they get the win, and his numbers aren't bad. Twenty five twenty nine. I just thought maybe a little bit extra there, but not today. But Josh Jacobs continues to be really good. Twenty three carries, one twelve. Definitely, I definitely underrated him coming into the season. Um, he's been a good running back, and I don't know. I did, I didn't see it coming, but he's been he's just been solid every week. If the opening game was like, if you even look at yards per carry, his opening week, which he still had eighty five yards running 28 receiving and two uh, running touchdowns was his worst day with yards per carry of 3.7. Other than that, he hasn't been worse than 4.3. He gets a lot of carries and he gets a good yards per carry with it. He's just, he's good. Yeah. Oakland in general has surprised me, um, especially after the AB fiasco. I I didn't have high hopes for him, but I mean, the fact that they're over 500, uh, they're competing. um, I, I, I assume Josh Jacobs was going to be able to get a the lion's share of the carries, but you never knew if if this team was going to be down a lot and if they were going to abandon the run. But they make sure that they give him the ball every single game, make sure he's involved, and uh, it's definitely working out for him. So it is. It's kind of a fun team to watch. And Waller has come around, and Tyrell Williams, um, uh, he had a, kind of his usual game, no touchdown, but four for 82. So, you know, they kind of all have their – their lanes now and they know where they're what they got to do then uh patriots beat the eagles 17 10 this was actually i don't know kind of a boring game to me it wasn't wasn't terribly exciting for some reason uh tom tom brady not much going on for him really you know 216 yards no touchdowns um yeah just sony michelle 10 carries 33 yards not a lot for the Patriots today. They win, but fantasy-wise, it was kind of a disappointing day. 
Yeah, fantasy, not a whole lot of fun, but I think this is kind of the uh, the brilliance of New England. The fact that, I mean, this is why they're 9-1. and one. You get into this kind of game and they just wear you down, whittle you away. I mean, it, it's kind of a sight to behold to, to win this type of game because Philly has underachieved this year. I mean, in my eyes, I think that they, they should be better, but they're still no slouch. And um, they're able to hold that offense in check and only allow 10 points to get the win. I, my my thought here, the only one that really surprised me, once uh, I do have to say Goddard did get the touchdown, not a lot of yards, but he is continuing to be very uh, playable. So I'm I'm just kind of watching that. But um, Miles Sanders, without Howard in the lineup, I was hoping that he was going to do more. And, I mean, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't anything special. Maybe that's just Patriots. It's a tough matchup for him. But, yeah, he, he was just eh, – was you definitely wanted more from that. And it wasn't there today. But hopefully he continues to get chances here. And I'd like to see what he can do against a different team other than New England maybe. Maybe it could be a little better. Then um, Ertz, another good game for Ertz though. Nine for 94. Two straight games with 11 targets. So he's, you know, continued. Now it's two games in a row. They've been pretty good, even though, you know, Goddard gets himself a touchdown. Both are playable tight ends, obviously. Ertz for sure, but Goddard is 100% playable right now. You keep, especially just the way the tight end position is. And then Wentz, though, just not a great game for Wentz. I don't know. He's just kind of not been great this year. You know, I'll say. I don't know. For fantasy wise, especially, these last four weeks have been actually really pretty disappointing. He hasn't been above 20 since week six in scoring. Only three or four games over 20 all year. Yeah, I I do have to say this. I think, I mean, what is he at right now? Currently, he is rostered um, 81%. So a lot of people still believe in him. But the thing I do like about Wentz is coming down the stretch here, If especially if you're looking for like a, a backup QB or something like that, even though he's already owned in 81%, it looks like. But uh, week 13, Miami. Week 14, the Giants. Week 15, Washington. Uh, I mean, that is a great stretch if you need to spell whoever, or if you're looking to, if you're streaming, you know, quarterback. So I do like that. I think the road gets easier because he just came off a pretty brutal run, um, from, you know, Dallas, Buffalo, Chicago, New York, and you're about to hit Seattle. So some of it is he's just not himself and he doesn't quite have the, the wide receivers around him all the time. They've been banged up, you know, as Philly usually does. But um, I think it's a, his luck is about to take a major turn come week 13. And then final game of the night, Rams beat the Bears 17-7. to And the Rams just came out and tried to run the ball this, you know, this time. 25 carries for Gurley. They finally just gave him the ball there. But turned 97 yards. He looked really good early. And then, I think, you know, Bears kind of adjusted and it slowed down a bit. He did get himself one touchdown there. Malcolm Brown gets the other on the ground. Gurley had 36 receiving yards, which, you know, this, it's kind of almost sad, though, in a way that we see this numbers from Gurley. We're like, oh, yeah, it's good, good game finally, which last year this just would have been, yeah, it would have been fine. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is what they're they're thinking, though. They kind of save him up, and now that they're making this this push, they knew they needed this win. I don't know. I'm, I mean, do you think it's going to – at what point do you think that they're actually going to give Gurley the ball more? I think they have to now because yeah. they don't I trust mean, Goff right now. Yeah, not not including this game, they gave it to him a ton. But it just they don't trust Goff anymore. I don't think he he just didn't look good again. And I think they gotta they gotta make this a running game to especially. I mean, Baltimore next week. I mean, I can't I can't see Goff having a good game against Baltimore. 
they need they need to run the ball and they need to get themselves in the playoffs. They need they can't lose that game. So yeah, they. I mean, I think that's the scariest part. That's why I'm kind of wondering at what point do you just bail on trying to save him and say we you know we have a small window in order to make sure that we keep all of our key you know young guys intact and move forward I think everyone just kind of thought that the Rams were a lock for the playoffs and it is proving to be a little more difficult yeah they just need to go now use them <laughs> it's yeah especially like with uh Robert Woods was out tonight Brandon Cooks is out but then even Cooper Cup really didn't get going three for 53 and one of those 50 of those yards were on one play so not a lot going other than that. They're just going to have to run the ball and hope for the best with the girly, I think. That's what they're going to need to do to be any kind of successful. But, I mean, it wasn't as hard tonight because the Bears just aren't good either. And Trubisky's is, isn't good either. No, no. Yeah, unfortunately, another very poor game. Yeah, just this is a – this. there's nothing really much to take away from this team. Uh, Montgomery, 14 carries, 31 yards. It just seems to be that's what he is. If he doesn't get the touchdown with it, it's a bad game. You know, he's just going to – like we talked about Josh Jacobs and how he was over four yards per carry like every game. And Montgomery's only been above that two times this entire year. He's usually in the twos. So he needs touchdowns to deliver. It's just not happening. This Bears team isn't really good. So just Allen Robinson, four for 15, really disappointing. Thought they might have a little better game than that, but no, Bears just aren't good either. <laughs> just bad quarterbacking, I guess. Yeah, and... I mean, even more so, I, I really want to look this up, um, but Cohen getting nine carries out of nowhere, kind of, because they, I mean, he's topped out at five to get nine today. I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things with Montgomery, too, if they just think that they have to be more dynamic and they want to, you know, give it to someone who is like Cohen, who's not a typical running back, but obviously great in space. I'm starting to wonder if this is, not that they're going to go away from Montgomery, but if they're going to try to incorporate more of Cohen, which in turn will hurt Montgomery's production possibly. Well, part of it might be the ankle injury Montgomery had coming in, but it's still 14 carries for him isn't really. Yeah, it's not like they you know, held back on him. Yeah, they really didn't. So I don't know. They did. Cohen was out there at the beginning, like right away. And I, I mean, I think they need to use him more. They need to do more things like that to make this more of an interesting offense. Oh, right now they're not. Oh, I agree. I mean, he was the. I mean, he's the one that caught the touchdown as well. So with him in the backfield, it does give them, you know, the offense different looks. At least the defense has to plan for him because you know Montgomery is going to be charging up the middle. At least that's how they've used him lately. I, he can catch the ball, but um, it's not really how they've been using him. And then yeah, because right now, right now David Montgomery isn't any better than Jordan Howard was. That's for sure. He's he's not at all, but. All right, I think that will do it for Week 11 Recap. We'll be back tomorrow with some waiver wire for Week 12 as we get to the final two weeks of the regular season. We'll talk to you guys then. 